How many is glad to be here this morning? Amen. I'm kind of like, like Zach back there. He said he's glad to be on this side of the grass. Amen. On the other side of the grass. I was I was telling them that and I'm sure it's just part of the 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 program but uh, I told Angela I said man you got me on you got me on the thing for like 55 minutes <laughs> she said I know if I'd have, if I'd have thought about it and I could change that I'd have put you in there for 25 <laughs> but you know what time don't matter um, I believe that God's got a word for us this morning. I've been, and I'm not going to be preaching from this, but I've been reading in the book of, I just got, I finished Jeremiah, and I'm in Ezekiel. And if you read any of that, whew, make you think. Because I look at this world, I look around me, I look at the way things are going, and I'm going, the judgment of God. Because I'm telling you, listen, just like God loves you this morning, and he wants the best for you, there's a judgment coming. And listen to me. He's looking for some people that will get before him, seek his face, and what he desires. Not what I want. Because I'm telling you, if, you'll, if we seek his face, if we will seek God, if we will get on our faces and ask God to speak to us, he will. A lot of times you ain't going to like what you hear. But he'll speak to you. But he'll give you what you want. Let me back up. Because we go, oh, yeah, I get what I want. God knows what you need. God knows the desires of your heart. Listen. I won't, I want to get too far ahead of myself. We're going to get ready for the word today. I believe that the Lord, this is what God, because uh, I've been, I pray, been praying for about two weeks. I've been driving, on, driving up down the road, talking, saying, Lord, I just, want, I just want to give you people what you want them to have. I don't want to give them what I think they ought to have because of what I've been reading and what I feel like you've been speaking to me. Because God don't give us all the same thing as far as, because we all, we all, we all have our own little quirks. You right? I mean, you, you get me? We all got our own little things we deal with. So how he speaks to me, a lot of, a, a lot of, I mean, some, some of us is going to be the same. Some things that, we're gonna, we, that God's going to speak to people, it's going to be the same stuff because it's going to be confirmation. You know what confirmation is, right? You have a feeling in your heart. 
Cindy, and, and you, you know what you're feeling, but you're not sure about what you're feeling if you're feeling right. And then the next thing you know, your husband's going to come to you and say, Hey, Cindy, I think we need to do this. Confirmation, brother. A lot of times we get words like that. We, God will speak something into us, and he'll send somebody to you to confirm in you what he's been trying to tell you. This morning, how, how, many, of you, how many of you ever felt like there's got to be more to this? There has got to be more to this than what I, I mean. I, a lot of times I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the job and I'm doing something and I'm like, you know, God, there's got to be more to it than this. How did I get here? How did I get right here where I'm at? There's got to be more to it. This morning I want the, the, the name of the, the, the what I want to call this message is you were made for more. I remember when I was in school, <laughs> a lot of you probably going to laugh at me when I tell you this. I remember when I was in school, I wanted to play football. And, and there, was some <laughs> there was some guys, there were some guys I was friends with, and I said, I'm going to go out for football. They said, you crazy. You can't do that. Dude. You got to understand, too, when I was in, like, between the summer of the 11th and 12th grade, I grew from about this height to now. I grew like a foot between the summer of the 11th grade and the 12th grade. I played soccer, and when I went back to school that, that the following year, I walked up to my, my soccer coach. She looked at me and she went, because she always called me Peanut. <laughs> there was a reason for that. I mean, she was little, and I wasn't much. And she looked up at me. She goes, I guess I can't call you Peanut no more. But before that, I mean, I wanted to play football. Angela, I'm serious. I wanted to play football. And I guess my mama saved my life, but <laughs> she, would, she, would, she wouldn't let me. I mean, because, I w look, I went to the locker room and got the equipment. Of course, everybody's in line getting their equipment. All the guys behind me going, he in this line. You can't. But that was a voice. There, that was a voice. I mean, because after I, you know, I, I, I got to shrinking that. I, I think I shrunk in that line because they were saying this stuff, you know. I think I shrunk. But there was a voice. that They put a voice in me. A voice of, you can't do that. You ain't good enough to do that. A voice of less than what God has actually called me to be. But you know what? There is a voice of more. I remember after God called me to preach, I remember 
I was, we got up one Sunday morning, we're getting dressed, the phone rings. Any, anybody here remember uh, Brother Jimmy and Sister Janet Kahn? We got a couple. Brother Jimmy was our pastor, and he had cancer. Got up that morning, the phone rings. Sister Janet. I started to say what she said, but I backed up on that. She said, Brother Ted. She said, he, she said Brother Jimmy is sick this morning. Is there any, can you, can you take care of the service today? I said, yes, ma'am. I'll take care of it. I hung the phone up. Man, the voice of less. What have you just agreed to? There's, there, there, there's no way you can do that. <laughs> My wife was like, huh? Can you preach this morning? You ain't even studied. The, the Bible tells you to be instant in season and out of season. Anyway, I grabbed some notes, man. I throwed clothes on. I started, I started just kind of going through some notes right quick. We got in the car, and I remember my wife reached over, and she took my hand. She said, you got this. She said, not only, she said, not you got this, but God's got this. I remember after that service was over, and, and I had preached before this, but I remember after that service was over, people coming up to me going, Brother Ted, I think that is the best message you have ever preached. You know, sometimes you got to surrender to God. Because I'm telling you, that ain't, that, that, that's not just for me. That's for you. Because I'm telling you, God's got more for you then what, what God has got, there's, there's, there's two voices in this world, one of less and one of more. And you can choose which one you want to listen to. We can all, I think we can all get a glimpse of people who have spoke that kind of stuff into us. Um, our parents, pastors, teachers. But I want us this morning to look at John 10 and 10 and read what John 10 and 10 says, it says, The thief comes not only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I, want, I, I, I really, that's not even what I want us to look at. I want us to look at this second part. See, the voice of less wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But see, Jesus, he said, I come that they might have life and to have it to the full. I heard, I heard a, a, a guy preaching one time, and he was talking. He read the scripture, and he said that they might have life. And he said, he, I thought life was a bowl of cereal. <laughs> it is. Life is like a bowl of cereal. When you dump it out, you don't ever know what you're going to get. You might get some of them little marshmallows, but you might not. We don't always get what we want. 
John 10 and 10 says, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Christ said, I come that they, who is they? They is we, believers, Christians. He said he, he, he has made us, listen, he has made you for more. You were made to experience life to the full. You were made to overcome negative habits. You were made to be emotionally healthy. You were made, you were made to make a difference in people's lives. You were made to have healthy, loving relationships. And you were made to receive the answers to your prayers. You know, a lot of times, how many of you ever prayed and you just felt like the, like the, the, the prayer was just bouncing right off the ceiling? That's, that's as far as it was going. That's, that's, the, that's the voice of less. Because, listen, Satan wants to try to stop your prayers. He's going to do everything he can in his power to stop God from hearing your prayer. And chances are, a lot of times, you know where those prayers are stopped? Right in your mouth. Because you don't speak it. We got to learn to speak the word. We've got to learn to pray the word. We got to learn, listen, you know, a lot of times, our problem, a lot of times our problem is we tell the devil what irritates us. We tell the devil what bothers us. We speak the, we speak the less so he knows how to stop the more. We arm him. We, it's, like, it's like giving him the weapons he needs to defeat you. When we should be just telling our problem how big God is and how much, listen, he wants us to have life to the full. He wants you to have the things that you desire, that your heart desires. But you know, there's there, a lot of times we desire things that ain't got, they're, they're, they're no good for us. A lot of times we want stuff that God is going, you know what, if I give you that, this ain't going to turn out good. And a lot of times, this is what's sad. A lot of times he has to, sometimes God has to go, okay, you want it? Have it. You take a hold of it, and it's like a tiger by the tail. You be wishing you could give it back, and you can't. It's important that we pray, that we pray out loud, that we tell our problems how big God is, not God how big our problems are. You were made to receive answers to your prayers. You were made to live not, not in fear but in confidence and in power that, that this, this life that you were made for, you would, you would, that you would make a difference. Who wouldn't want that kind of life? Who would not want a life of more? But here's the problem. The truth is, is most Christians live a life of less. 
We always settle for less. So what I want to do is talk to you this morning about some words that Jesus spoke. Jesus not only told his disciples that they were made for more, but he showed them. He, he showed them, he, he told them he wanted the, them to live a life of abundance, and he modeled it for them when he went to the cross and he died for us. You see, when he went to the cross and he died, Satan, the voice of less, said, Guess what? I won. But the voice of more, God said, Oh no. On the third day, what happened? Jesus rose from the dead. So Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he gathered his disciples around him. He had, a, he, had, he had some time before he ascended to heaven. He gathered his disciples around him, and he prepared them for their life of more. We look at the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and it reads like this. It said, Jesus came, and he told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, teach these new disciples to obey all my commands I have given you, and be sure, and be sure, I am with you always even unto the end of the age. You were made for more. What, would you made, what were you made for? Jesus gives us, gives, uh, Jesus gives to us these words, and I want to kind of break them down to you in a three, diff, three, three parts and try to make this as simple as I can. First one, he said he had been given all authority. He said he had been given all authority by his Father. The first one is we got to submit to God's authority. We got to submit to Jesus' authority. And I know that word submit can sound a little scary. If you've ever been in an abusive relationship, abusive marriage, when you start, you start talking to somebody that's been abused, you're talking about submitting to somebody. That can be scary. But listen, the word submit simply means that you listen to the voice of more, the voice of God when he speaks. Nothing else. You don't, listen, you, you don't pay attention to the voice of less. You don't listen to what what the world is saying about you because, listen, the world wants you to follow them. When we submit to Christ, we say, Lord, you are the Lord of my life. I submit to your authority. What you say goes. What your word says goes. That's what it means for us to submit to, to the authority of Jesus. But I'm telling you, you live long enough on the earth and you're going, you're, the voices are going to tell you what you, there's going to be voices that's going to tell you what you can and you cannot do. What you can and what you cannot go, where you can and can't go, where you can and can't do, what you, what you can and you can't have. 
But I'm telling you, if you submit your life to Jesus Christ, listen, the things that you desire, he will give you. And listen, his more, let me back up. His less is more than you could ever accomplish on your own. I don't know about you this morning, but I want what God has. I want, I want to hold on this mic. I want what God has for me. I want the more that God has for me. I want the more that God has for me. Because, I, listen, I'm tired of, I'm tired of, you, God didn't, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I want the more that God has prescribed for me. I want God's call on my life. I want to be in the center of God's will. Somebody said one time, I want to be in the center of God's perfect will. And then somebody said, well, you know, if you say God's got a perfect will, he must have an imperfect will. There's nothing imperfect about God. God's will, period, is perfect. But I tell you this morning that if we'll submit to God's authority, his less is greater than our more. Here's what Jesus says about us. Number one, he says, he says we're loved. John 15 and 9 says, as the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. If someone, listen, if somebody's telling you God doesn't love you, if you're feeling like you're unloved, if, if, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like just like nobody cares, I'm going to tell you, that's the voice of less. That's the enemy trying to, to, to get you down. That's the enemy trying to get you. Listen, you ever heard of depression? Depression is real. You know where depression starts? It don't start on the outside. It's not a physical thing. Depression starts in your mind. And we, when we allow the voice of less, when we start listening, when we take ourselves out from under God's authority, and we start allowing the enemy to speak into us the things that God has completely spoke against, That'll cause depression. That'll cause you to a, that'll that'll bring you to a place you don't want to be. I'm telling you, you need to be you need to be in the Word. When the enemy says you can't, you need to say God said I can. When the when the enemy says, you, uh, listen, we we all, we're all called for a purpose. Help me, Jesus. So I don't get ahead of myself. He also says in verse, uh, in verse 16, John 16, the first part of John 15 and 16. He says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. You know, a lot of times we talk about getting, when, when we gave our heart to God, we say we chose God. 
But I got news for you this morning. He looked down through the portals of time before you was ever a thought in your parents' brain, and he chose you. We didn't choose him. He had a plan to woo you to the point of your circumstances, bringing you to the place of submitting to his authority. Amen? The second part of that verse says, he says, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. You were not made to just get up in the morning, to go to a job, to do your time, to walk around going, man, Lord, am I ever going to retire from this? You were made for more. We were made to produce lasting fruit. Then, he says we're forgiven. Anybody blowed it this morning? Anybody blown it this morning? Show hand. Man, y'all pretty sinless, right? <laughs> Anybody blowed it this morning? I know I have. See, here's 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 what happens. We sin and we feel guilty. And we should. Because we have violated God's word. And who God has made us to be. So we ask God, he's, we ask God to forgive us. And we say, we say, you know what, I just don't feel forgiven. How can God forgive me for something so bad? Or better yet, here's what we do. I have asked God to forgive me for this. So many times, I have asked God to forgive me so many times for the same thing. How can God, how can I feel forgiven? That's the enemy. That's the voice of less. And you can either listen to the voice of less or you can listen to the voice of more. I want us to look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, but if I, if we, not I, it says if we, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Listen. That was part of God's plan. We say we we mess up. We, we listen. We ask God to forgive us, and we go. Well, you know, I really uh, we we carry this around. And li listen, the enemy, the the voice of less is going to constantly be pulling that out of you. You remember what you did, right? You remember you remember where you messed up. You remember how you acted that day. You remember those things you said. You remember those things you done. You remember what you was doing the other night. But if, you're, if, if we've given our heart to Christ, if we fall on, if we said, Lord, I'm submitting my life to you. Listen, God knows you're going to mess up. God knows you're going to fail. That's the whole part of his plan. Do you not think when he created Adam and Eve, he knew what was going to take place? But he already had a plan. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Listen, he paid the price for our sins, past, present, and future. 
Why do we not think if we confess our sins that he, his word, listen, his word says he is faithful and just. Just like I told you this morning, when he, if he says something, you can take it to the bank. You can sign the check because he's going to follow through. God don't lie. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm still trying to get ahead of myself, y'all. God cannot lie. You were made for more. You were made to come under God's authority. No matter how many times you fail, the voice of less will tell you that you're worthless. But the voice of more will tell you, no, you are forgiven. And you can choose this morning what voice you're going to listen to. So not only do we submit to the authority of Jesus, here's number two. We've got to participate in the strategy of Jesus. Look what it says. It says, I have been, I have been given all authority. Go and make disciples. That's the strategy Jesus wants. That's, that's, that's Jesus' strategy. From the beginning of time, our time, he don't have a time. That was his strategy. That, listen, Jesus don't want nobody to perish. Will there be? Lord knows I hate to say it. But I believe there will be. But I believe Christ will cry over them. I believe Christ cries over them daily. I believe he stands before the Father making intercession. But listen, it is our responsibility. As Pastor Tony says, you, we are God's plan A for the world. There ain't no plan B. We are the ones that are to carry the torch. We are the ones to be the light. We're the ones to be the salt. You know, I thought about, I was thinking about that, that he called us to be the salt. But you know, what was salt used for? What was salt used for? It was to put on meat. They put the salt on meat. And did, it, did the salt keep the meat from rotting? It what? That's right. We can only do so much. We can only say so much. But after a while, that salt, that, that salt can only preserve the meat for a little while. And then what happens? The rapture of the church. But while we're here, he says to work. To be about the Father's business. To preach the gospel. Listen, and I'm not saying you're going, everybody's going to get up and preach from the pulpit. But your life is, you, you preach by how you live. You tell people about Christ by the way you live. Amen? So listen to, listen, you, uh, see, you may be, listen. This part was pretty good, I thought. And I just kind of skipped right over it. I always do that when I have good parts. 
You have a purpose in God's plan. Listen, you were no surprise to God. You might have been a surprise to your parents, right? But you wasn't no surprise. There, there, there are some unplanned pregnancies, but there's no unplanned people. God didn't wake up one morning and go, oh, more, I didn't see that coming. We don't surprise. We, it, it, listen, we can't surprise an omniscient. Say that again. Yeah, I can't say that word. I'm omniscient. Omniscient God. We can't surprise. He knows everything. You can't surprise him. So you know what's pretty cool? And this is this is not. This is just. This is just a little nugget for you. If you can't surprise him, that means he's already got a solution. For the problem you don't even know you have yet. He's already got a solution for the problem that you don't even know is coming. Tell me God don't love you. You can't. We can't. We, there's no way we can read the Word. There's no way we can read God's Word and realize or, or think that He doesn't love us. Right? So that means that God has a role for you, and you're crucial for that role. And you say, what, what's my role? Well, what does it say? To make disciples. Well, how do I do that? It's simple. First, our first point, y'all remember what our first point was? Submit to the authority of God. Jesus, right? And what, it, what does it mean to submit to the authority of Jesus? To listen to the voice of God. So what does it mean to, what does it mean for us to have a role? What does it mean to make disciples? It means to become the voice of more. For us to preach the word. Like I said earlier, you don't, we don't just preach the word. It's just, listen, most people ain't going to listen to what you got to say anyway. But I'm telling you what, when you got God in your life, when you got God, when you got Jesus in your heart, and you're walking around, and you, and you, 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 know, you know what, I might have some problems, Bo. Because if we think we're going to go through this life, and we ain't going to have no problems, let me tell you, I, I, you need to be the one up here with this mic. Because I have problems. I face things every day. But listen, we, we have a role, and God, it, it, we are crucial to that role to make disciples. So here's the question I have for you. How are you doing with your assignment? Are we intentionally, are you, are you, are you intentionally being the voice of more in someone else's life? Or are you being the voice of less? Because it's easy to complain. It's easy to complain. 
Anybody here? Any, anybody here? No, don't complain. Anybody here? Don't complain about something. I complain getting up in the morning. Lord have mercy, I don't want to get up and go to work. It's like that story. There was this, there's this mother, and she goes in her son's room. She opens the door. She said, "Hey, it's time to get up and go to work." Walks off. Well, a few minutes later, he ain't up. Right? She goes to the, she goes back to the door, and she opens the door. She said, "Hey, hey, it's time to get up and go to work." He lays in the bed. So she finally goes over there and she snatches the cover off of him. I said, get up and go to work. He said, I don't want to go to work today. But you got to. Why do I got to? She said, first off, you're 48 years old. Second of all, if you're the pastor of the church. I thought that was cute. <laughs> Need a little break there. So are we being intentional with the voice of more? Or are we becoming the voice of less? What if we all decided today that I'm in. Sign me up. I am going to be, I am going to submit to God's authority, and I'm going to do what God has called me to do. What if we all decided today to do that? Do you think you'd make a difference? Do you think we'd make a difference? I know we would. Listen, when I think back about when I think back on all the voices that spoke volumes into my life that have gone on to be with the Lord. I think about Nathan sitting back there on the back row. I think about his Nathan's mama. I don't know if y'all know Sister Rock. I mean, I know there's quite a few of you, you here that know Sister Ross. But listen to me. That woman was an encourager. She could have been. I, I, didn't, I didn't probably go and visit her at the nursing home before she passed like I should have like I wanted to, but there was not a time that I showed up at this church that that lady, they sit right over in that area, sometimes right there, most time right over there. When she seen me, her face would light up, and she, I mean, she was just always encouraging, how you doing today? Oh, hey. We're going to have a good service today, ain't we? And worship God like nobody's business. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people that come to church that could have used some training right there. She was... She, she, was, she was a woman of God. She was a voice of more because that's the way she lived her life. Nathan, how old was your mama? When she, 94 years old. 
you get people come to church and that you they 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 get a class. They about eighteen months. They're like, "Ooh, I need some me time. I need to stop, sit back. I need some me time." And this this lady give ninety four years. I'm well. She didn't. She wasn't last. I don't know eight, five or six or seven or eight years. She got down, but I'm telling you, she was an encouragement. If you didn't know her, I, I hate I hate you didn't get to see her, meet her. Then I look at brother. Y'all remember brother and sister Rogers? Anybody here remember brother and sister Rogers? That woman was a praying woman right there. When we had, we'd have prayer around this place. We do we do uh, do some fasting and praying, and she'd be here, and man, she'd be over there on that floor. And I'm telling you what, if anybody could touch God, she could. I thought about somebody else. I talk, thought about Sister Brister's husband, Brother Brister. Quiet. This man, he was as quiet as a church mouse. But I'm going to tell you what. I believe that man loved the Lord. He would do just, he was just as humble as he could be. But he would do anything for you. All you had to do was call him up and say, Brother Brister, I need. And I'm going to tell you, he was Johnny on the spot. He would help you out any way he could. You know, and I look back at all these, I look back at these people, and there's more to them. It's, it's, it's a whole lot more than just that. That's just a few. But they've gone on to be with the Lord. And they, it, it's more than me, it's more than just me they touched. But you know what? They've gone on, and guess what? They've passed that baton. And it is up to us to take up that baton and carry on. We, we have a responsibility. Just like they fulfilled theirs, we have to, we have to fulfill our role. Not only, not only us, but this church. I believe this church is here for a season for a time such as this. I believe there's people in this city that are watching you. I believe you have people on your job. I believe you have people at school. I believe that there's people that you hang around with that are watching you. They're watching your life because you know why? They see more and they want more. And I believe God has placed you to be the more in their lives. A lot of churches are like football games. You got 22 people out on the field in desperate need of some rest. And you got 70,000 fans cheering them on in desperate need of some exercise. We all got a role. We all got a part to play. So here's my last thing in our text today, number three. And it says what? Stand on the promises of Jesus. He says to be sure of this, 
I am with you always. So if you got up this morning and you felt like, oh, it's just a drudgery to get up and have to go. I don't feel, I don't feel saved. I don't feel like God's with me. I feel like I'm all alone. Listen, his word says that if you are a Christian, if you have given your heart to him, if you have said submitted to the will, to the authority of Christ, he is with you. If we truly submit to God's authority and we've chosen to listen to the voice of more and you participate in the strategy of Jesus and become the voice of more, there's going to be times when things will get difficult and the voice of less is going to be loud. It's in these moments just like Jesus did in the wilderness. Do you think, do you think Jesus never heard the voice of less? There's a story in the Bible. Well, it's more than this one. There's a story in the Bible where he went into the wilderness and he fasted 40 days. And guess who showed up? The voice of less. To tempt him. But just like he... Just like Jesus did, we're going to have to learn how to speak the word. We're going to have to learn how to tell Satan how big your God is and not how big your problem is. We're going to have to stand. Ooh, don't do that. We're going to have to learn to stand on God's word. Be sure of this. I am with you always. It's easy for us to hear the voice of more when everything's going good. It's easy. I mean, when everything is good, I'm good. But listen, when the voice of less comes up, there's going to be times when we're going to have to, when, we go, when you're going to face the enemy. But the Bible says that that battle is not ours. Christ already won that battle. All we got to do is stand on Jesus' promises. I like what uh, uh, the last part of Isaiah, what the last part of Isaiah forty nine and twenty three. It says, "Those who put their those who hope in me, will not be disappointed. Will not be put to shame. If we listen, if you put your trust in Christ." Things are going to happen in life. That's a, that's a gimme. You know we're going to have problems. But I'm telling you, I made this statement once before. I've read the end of the book, and we win. I'm telling you, if you put your trust in God, if you put your hope in Christ, you will not. He will not. You will not be ashamed. One day you're going to stand before him. Psalms 119 and 49 says, Remember your promises to me. It is, it is my only hope. Remember your promises to me, for it is my only hope. We have got to stand on the promises of God. Listen, if God 
has made a promise to you this morning, you can be sure he's going to see it through. I look at Roman. I look at, I said Romans. I look at the book of Numbers. I guess I was thinking about Roman numerals, huh? I look at the book of Numbers, chapter 23 and verse 19. And I want you to look at this scripture. It says, God is not a man so that he does not lie. He is not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried through? Stand with me this morning. Not even 12 o'clock yet. Y'all got plenty of time to make it. I want to tell you this morning that if, if, if God has made you a promise, I said this a while ago, if God has made you a promise, I guarantee you, it might not be in your time, it might not be under your terms, but when he does it, it's going to be perfect. He don't tell lies. And the Bible says if he's made you a promise, guess what? He, he don't change his mind. He's got a plan laid out for each and every one of us. And a lot of times, you know, here's, here's what we do. You know... I've probably gone past that. It's probably too late for me to do what God has called me to do. But I got news for you. There's only one person that can fulfill your plan for your life. God's plan. There's only one person that can fulfill God's plan for your life. And that's you. There's things that I, 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 listen, there are things I firmly believe that God called me to do that I failed. Talk about wondering about forgiveness. And all I could do was lay before him and say, God. I'm sorry. But I know he forgives me. But what's sad, when I look at it and I go, you know what, boy, did I mess myself up. Because I believe there was blessings in that. I believe there was blessings in that. 
And I just throw my hand up to you and say, speak to the hand. Only you can fulfill God's plan in your life. This morning as we get ready to close, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Because I'm going to tell you, to fulfill, to fulfill the role that God has called you to, listen, the, the first part of this message was submitting to his authority. You've got to be submitted to his will. You, gotta, you have got to submit yourself to God's will. If you're here this morning, you say, you say, Pastor Ted, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I have submitted completely to God's will. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I had it one time, but I feel like I, I might have I backed off. I, I might have I strayed just a little bit. If you'd be so bold this morning. To show me your hand. Thank you for those hands this morning. You know we all fail. But I believe that I serve a loving God. He's faithful and he's just to forgive us of our sins. I'm not going to I'm not going to ask nobody to come down front this morning. But I do want to pray. I want to pray a prayer and I want if you, if you if here if you're here this morning and you raise your hand for for what I asked, I want you to say this prayer with me. Even and if you're here this morning maybe 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 you wanted to raise your hand but the voice of less kept going. I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you this morning. And even though I might have failed, Lord, I'm still your child. Father, I pray that you would forgive me, cover me with your blood. God, I submit my life this morning to you anew. God, help me to seek your face, God, to seek your will for my life, that everything that I do would be for your glory. For all this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't get nothing else out of this message this morning, Know that God has made you for more. And I think it's important that we, as Christians, try our best to be the more for somebody else. You're around people every day. You'll reach people that Pastor Tony will never be able to reach. People that might not ever darken the door of a church.